This is the Fantasy Fast Track with Brandon Funston and Brad Evans. Ready, set, go! This is a Fantasy Fast Track podcast. I'm Brad the Big Noise Evans, joined by Senior Fun Buds, Brandon Funston. And we're going to get to waiver wire snapshot here uh, coming up in this turkey week week number 12 of the nfl season as we are marching toward the fantasy football postseason brandon and with some playoff aspirations in mind uh, give me somebody that's maybe a somewhat unheralded player you know maybe it's obviously going to be largely rostered we're not talking about a waiver wire option here but somebody that is in somebody's starting lineup more than likely. Maybe it's a team that's uh, undervaluing this player, but could be important to get you over the hump and propel you in to the second season. If there was one player you could target, maybe via trade with deadlines coming up this week, who is that individual? Well, I mean, I'm just thinking about Antonio Gibson uh, as somebody who we had as a borderline RB1 in drafts, and his value just dropped so low because of that shin injury and Washington playing him through that. And it might be a little bit late to get him for, you know, a a big-time discount in a trade, but I'm just thinking about somebody that who's probably, you know, about ready to redeem himself in terms of fantasy value. It's, It's Gibson. He's run, getting big volume again. He actually got appreciable yardage, almost got 100 yards this last week on the ground. Of course, the week before that, two very tough uh, touchdown runs against a, a you know a, a formidable Tampa defense. And his his schedule down the stretch in terms of running back schedule is is a you know a top six in in terms of the numbers. So he's got some decent matchups upcoming. Uh, you know, might because he didn't score a touchdown this last week. Maybe you can get a deal on him. Still, but I like Antonio Gibson to kind of restore his value that we had going into the year. Yeah, I think that's a great call. I mean, he's uh, certainly getting the volume. There's no question about it. I mean, Taylor Heineke's playing excellent yeah. football as well. So that could ultimately work out. Uh, I could see that one. Um, and definitely playing some dividends uh, there down the stretch. Uh, I'm going to toss out one right now, uh, and it's Adam Thielen. And admittedly, was a player that I was you know kind of down on. Uh, entering the regular season and ultimately you know he has done the exact opposite of what I expect him to do he's still scoring Uh, he's getting you know a healthy target share and it's because of those consistent end zone spikes is why I like him in particular scoring four of his last five games Uh, you know Kirk Cousins you know really zeroes in on him sticks out like a sore thumb uh, in you know that area of the field and you look at the schedule upcoming for the Minnesota Vikings here in the near term and it is absolutely dynamite uh, in terms of the matchup so uh, in week 12 you get the San Francisco 49ers on the road and we know that that secondary has had their issues uh, but you get Detroit in week 13 on the road I mean it's the Hello Kitties they're absolutely hopeless <laughs> Uh, you get Pittsburgh. You saw last night against the Chargers the issues that secondary has. And then in the first round of the fantasy playoffs is at Chicago. So if you're looking for somebody that could do just enough to get you over the top, you know, maybe squeak you out a close win, get that much-needed win, uh, that could be all the difference of you being in the postseason or out of it. Adam Thielen could be that guy. So if you want to formulate a trade for the Minnesota Viking, uh, I would highly recommend it. With that, let's get to it with another edition of the Fantasy Five. 
number five. All right, Brandon, this is the snapshot for the waiver wire. It's kind of a weak waiver wire. I'm not going to fully admit yeah. to you. this. It kind of sucks. Uh, but whatever. I'm already in full turkey <laughs> mode right now. Uh, so let's go ahead. And before the trip to fan kicks in and slumber through some of these options, uh, give me a quarterback stream. You got no Patrick Mahomes this week. And, of course, Kyler Murray on a one-week CS as well. So if you want to plug and play somebody off waivers, who would that be? Well, first of all, I think you go and you look for Cam Newton. Um, I know he was available late in one of my leagues that I could grab right before uh, kickoff on Sunday. So uh, he might be out there. And I think you look at his matchup against Miami, and we know his ability to score on the ground himself. He threw a couple touchdowns this last week. He could probably do something similar against the Miami Dolphins. So certainly you want to look for Cam Newton. My fallback would be Jimmy Garoppolo at home against Minnesota. Brandon Ayuk playing well. George Kittle back to his old self. Debo Samuel just, you know, just flexing week in and week out on the uh, rushing the ball and receiving. So I like the way San Francisco's playing right now. And I think you can get some numbers against those Vikings, that Vikings defense. So either one of those guys would be uh, fine for me if I had to stream a Pat Mahomes replacement this week. Yeah, you know, Mac Jones is interesting, too, uh, yeah. against the Tennessee Titans. You know, a guy that uh, has steadily gotten double, uh, you know, touchdowns in a game. Uh, you know, a few multi-TD games he's had here in his last handful. I mean, it's it's always a little bit of a dice roll. But, you know, New England's favored by five and a half in this contest. You got the one-two punch there of uh, Damian Harris or Andre Stevenson. And Tennessee's just got problems. So many problems. For a team that was a one seed a week ago, and then they swallowed a stick of dynamite and imploded against the Houston Texans in a you know, wet, sloppy game in Nashville over the weekend. Uh, they just – they've lost – their uh their direction and and i think new england's going to be able to take advantage at home so you know maybe get 250 and a couple of tds out of mac jones uh and that might be able to muster you you know close to 20 fantasy points and honestly that'll do the trick (laughs) yeah in a week in which you know again there's no mahomes and no kyler murray so there you go some quarterback options they could stream merrily here in week 12 Number four. All right, let's work at a guy that's uh, producer Drew from our Sirius XM Fantasy Show, one of his favorite players, uh, maybe an emerging favorite player for him because he's a fan of the fighting footballs, DeAndre Carter, who has scored a touchdown now, what, three straight games? The gift that keeps on giving it five foot eight has been one of the favorite red zone weapons for Taylor Heineke. Is it time to, to pluck him off waivers and, and maybe entertain him in some deeper, challenging leagues as a wide receiver three or flex? Yeah, deeper challenging leagues, perhaps. I, you know, this is a this is a week where we just saw Rondale Moore catch eleven balls against the Seattle Seahawks. Teams know that you can just hit underneath. So is that DeAndre Carter, or are we going to see Curtis Samuel back this week? Because I know he's he's been close. If no Curtis Samuel, I'm going to be interested in DeAndre Carter because they can use him in that short area as well as down the field. But I think Curtis Samuel's back. I might be interested in Curtis Samuel and kind of that. You know that kind of joker role where you can hurt Seattle out in the in the flats and in the short area. So one of those two guys to me is going to be very interesting this week. Yeah, I mean, look at DeAndre Carter. Um, you know he's top fifteen in ADOT average at the target at fifteen point five zero five or fifteen point six four yards per catch as well. And uh, you know I think he's got measurable upside from here on out. So you get the Seattle Seahawks. Your Seattle Seahawks, and I, I wrote this in my Bally Sports Fantasy 5 piece this week. I said there it's a club that has defended the pass with the enthusiasm of your meal-satisfied uncle after he wolfed down approximately 10,000 calories on Thanksgiving Day. Is that fair? I think that's fair. Yeah. Oh, 
it's so fair. I, I mean, I look at I could go on and on, but I was just watching them very intently this week, and that defense does not swarm to the ball right now. I saw Bobby Wagner and Jamal Adams watch, stood there as they <laughs> saw one of their teammates just trying to wrestle a guy to the ground, and they literally just stood and watched. They're not they're not swarming at all. So yeah, the enthusiasm of the uncle that that. You know, just wolf down 10,000 calories sounds about right. Yeah, and a turkey bowl game in which you're racing by him and he, he can't even, you know, lean forward and, and attempt to grasp your flag. So, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, DeAndre Carter, worth the stream as well. Number three. All right, next up, uh, what about Adam Troutman? Uh, again, I a, gay, a guy that I, uh, you know, included in my uh, Shocker special last week in my Bally Sports Fantasy Flames column. We talked him up with the Sirius X and Fantasy show. He got the mother of all matchups against Philadelphia, took advantage of five catches over 50 yards, found the end zone. I mean, there's just so many unreliable weapons right now. We may have a changing of the guard at quarterback. Uh, if Trevor's uh, Simeon does sit and we get some taste in hell, that might be a good thing. But is it time to fish for Troutman? Still available right now at about 90% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, well, I just look at the targets. Eight this last week, six the week before, seven the week before that, six the week before that. So, you know, when, you're, when your floor becomes six targets at the tight end position, that's pretty good. And a lot, you're seeing a lot of uh, 30, 40, 50-yard games uh it certainly looked like he's ascending the Taysom Hill thing the potential you know we have to see how that plays out but uh there's just not a whole lot else going on in this in this Saints offense so I would be surprised if Adam Troutman a guy they've used pretty high draft capital on uh you know uh back uh what 2020 it was a round three pick um so yeah I think they're going to continue to explore what they got with Troutman yeah, look, uh, he's seen that uptick, as you mentioned. The routes run as well. He's ran at least 22 routes uh, now in four straight games. And you look at some of the upcoming matchups. Now, you know, Buffalo, not necessarily recommended, right, uh, here in Week 12 on Thanksgiving night. But he got the Cowboys, the Jets, the Buccaneers, and Dolphins is still left on the docket. I would deem those attractive. So, you know, try and go out there. Uh, and if it is a quarterback change uh, to Taysom Hill, I think he could become a centerpiece and finally deliver on the hype that a lot of people bestowed upon him back in August. So, you know, is he worth 4 to $7? If he got any fab cash left and you're desperate to tight end, sure. Why the hell not? Spend the money. You can't take it home with you. Number two. All right, let's go to Green Bay and a guy that had an explosive late touchdown that we thought was going to maybe be a clincher. And it turned out not to be as the Minnesota Vikings finally got a last laugh for once against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers last week. And uh, that big connection uh, for, what was it, like a 70-yard touchdown, whatever it was, yeah. uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. And we know that he is a guy who is a long bomb specialist, always one of the league leaders, an average depth of target and yards per catch. Widely available as well still in Yahoo Leagues. Uh, if you got a few fab dollars left, you're willing to throw it at the wide receiver for the Packers. Yeah, 10 targets, a lot of them deep targets as yeah. well. And look, there's a little bit of a, you know, stars align because you have Alan Lazard out with the shoulder injury. You have Aaron Jones, one of the best receiving running backs, out with his uh, well, ankle injury um, or knee. I can't remember which one it is. Lower, lower leg injury. Um, and so, and you have a pretty good matchup against Minnesota. They've been pretty generous. So, um, so you're going to, you know, probably not going to expect 10 targets 
from Marquez Valdez Scantling most weeks, but he's always been a, a big A dot guy, big air yards guy. And if Alan Lazard continues to be out, and we know Aaron Jones is going to be out again, like yeah, you got a couple potential, uh, you know, more big games upcoming for MVS playing off of all the attention that Devonte Adams is getting. Yeah, I'm in, man. I'm 100% in on him. Yeah. And just looking at the schedule upcoming for Green Bay, uh, there are a couple of exploitable matchups for him remaining. You know, you got the the late season bye week, uh, week 13 coming up uh, for Green Bay. And obviously you've got uh, the Rams here in week 12. And that's got to be a walk in the park. But Chicago in week 14, that secondary has got problems got a potential shootout in baltimore opening around the fantasy playoffs cleveland uh we've seen the susceptibilities and adequacies defensively from them and then a rematch of minnesota at home in week 17 that ain't too shabby man i mean mvs mm -hmm. uh, could be that difference maker down the stretch again maybe if you're sitting on 25 dollars uh, would you throw half of it at him if you need a wide receiver or a flex option or just want to add some depth hells to the yes because what we know is this with lazard banged up and all the attention, um, you know, turning to the side of Devontae Adams, there's going to be some golden opportunities downfield for Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Number one. All right, last and certainly not least, this guy should not be available. Uh, and I'm talking oh. and pointing the finger at you, and I'm probably going to get flagged for taunting CEH style uh, for this. But Elijah Moore is only rostered right now in like 56% of Yahoo leagues. And the leagues that don't have them rostered have got to be like four-team family leagues or just zombie leagues because he needs to be universally owned right now, Brandon. And uh, I, I, there's nothing to it. So, it, obviously, if he's available, go out and spend the cash. But I just want to kind of get your general thoughts on Elijah Moore rest of season, whether it's going to be Zach Wilson, Joe Flacco, Mike White. I don't think it really matters. Well, no. It's been three different quarterbacks in the last month. And you know how many – you know how many wide receivers have been better than Elijah Moore in half PPR in the last month? One. And his name is Debo Samuel. Mm. Elijah Moore in four-game span is the number two wide receiver in half PPR leagues. That's a month span. This is a rookie that was, you know, maybe the biggest, uh, you know, gainer of hyperbole in the preseason. People were raving about him. And then we had the Jets, you know, Elijah Moore was a little bit banged up to start the year. The Jets, Zach Wilson, were a work in progress. They still are, but they seem to be kind of getting better on the offensive side of things. And Elijah Moore has been a huge part of that. And I think he's now, I mean, I don't, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore out there, I want Elijah Moore. I mean, he's he's the guy right now. So, um, and he's getting, a, he's getting a regular seven, eight targets per game. He had 11 this last one. Things are arrowing up in a big way for Elijah Moore. I think you can now start to rank him weekly as kind of like a solid wide receiver three option. Yeah, I'm with you, man. Uh, I like him quite a bit. And, uh, man, he just looks like the player that we all got, uh, lack of a better term, jizzy over in, in early August, right? The explosiveness, the quick twitch, the short area quickness. You know, it's all there, and he's getting these massive chunk gains, and you know the Jets are going to be scoreboard chasing so often as well. Now you get Houston coming up on the docket. Hells to the yes. I am in on him immediately. And, you know, I'm going to probably feature in my column this week. I absolutely love the guy. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on Elijah Moore. And looking at the rest of the season schedule, too, for the Jets. Uh, so you get uh, Houston this week, and they get Philly after that, and the Saints in week 14. Here's your fantasy playoff schedule at Miami. Jacksonville at home and Tampa in which you know you could get down 30 to three in 
and I don't care his quarterback, and this could be like a 50-attempt game. Uh, Elijah Moore, yeah. like MBS, those are two guys that could be critical cornerstones in like even 12-team leagues that if he rolled the dice on him, take the chance, strip away the veneer of just the uh, you know the surface name, it could be some big fantasy points, and they could uh, you know maybe gift you a, a trophy under the tree. So, mm. like them quite a bit. All right, before we get out of here on this Fast Track episode, Brandon, uh, we got news that Michael Carter is going to be out uh, for a couple of weeks with a low-grade high ankle sprain. Uh, if you need a running back, you got Houston this week for the Jets. Is it Ty Johnson? Is it Tevin Coleman? Uh, it, you know, Take your pick of the litter. Who would you rather have if you want to pick up somebody and throw them in your lineup, uh, maybe as a one-week stopgap uh, with Arizona and Kansas City on by? Yeah, it's weird. Almost always you would say Ty Johnson because of the fact that the Jets are always playing from behind, and Ty Johnson is going to have way more impact in the passing game than Tevin Coleman. But this might actually be a Tevin Coleman kind of game. Coleman absorbed most of the carries after Carter went down. So for this particular week, I would be a little bit leery of Ty Johnson because they may not have to throw as much as they normally do, and it might be more of a Tevin Coleman game. But just going forward, if Carter's going to miss multiple weeks, I'm going to bet, you know, on Ty Johnson. This guy has been fairly, fairly consistent in that backup role and that complimentary role to Michael Carter. Uh, and I would con- think that would continue. But this could be a tricky week for that. Yeah, I I like Ty Johnson a little bit more just because of the catch up side. But, you know, I see exactly where you are coming from, my friend. Um, you know, it could be a complicated mess, but somebody's going to benefit against yeah. the Houston Texans, and that is a game only fantasy fans or sports bettors could love. Let's be real. <laughs> and with that, that is a wrap on this edition of the Fantasy Fast Track Podcast. Please follow Funson on Twitter at Brandon Funson. Check me out there at Noisy Huevos. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast. And until next time, as always... Adios, amigos!